to the Faith Church Estevan podcast, the podcast where we post our previous sermons from previous weeks. And our prayer is that it would grow your relationship with Jesus. Listen wherever you are and enjoy this next episode. Well, we are coming to the conclusion of the series on Solas. And uh, today's uh, solace is the fifth one, which is soli deo gloria, glory to God alone. But before I begin, I'd like to just do a little bit of recap, a little refresher, or maybe something that you haven't heard until today that maybe we might have missed a bit, I think. Though Pastor Nick was quite thorough, and uh, I didn't have the opportunity, I don't think, to do one of these here. But uh, So the recap. So the five solas came out of the Reformation of the 16th century. And uh, uh, it came about because of pastors and priests and leaders in the church who uh, were roused to action because of uh, corruption and abuse that they saw in uh, the Roman Catholic Church of the time. Visionaries and and pastors like Martin Luther and uh, John Calvin spearheaded a, a movement that transformed Christianity and eventually led to the emergence of the Protestant domination denominations that we have today. <coughs> Excuse me. But the reformers were guided by the conviction that the church of the day had drifted away from the essential orig- original teachings of Christianity, especially in regard to what was taught about salvation and how people can be forgiven of sin through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, of course, receive eternal life with God. The Reformation sought to reorient Christianity on the original message of uh, Jesus and the early church. They wanted to bring that back out for the people to hear. And so the five solas, the five Latin phrases or slogans that emerged during the Reformation were you guys forgot already (laughs) oh that was last year (laughs) I want it in Latin Sola Scriptura, which is Scripture alone, the Bible alone is our uh, our highest authority. Number two, Sola Fide, faith alone. We are saved through faith alone in Jesus Christ. Sola Gratia, grace alone. We are saved by the grace of God alone. Sola Christus, Christ alone, 
Jesus Christ alone is our Savior and King. And five, soli deo gloria, to the glory of God alone. We live for the glory of God alone. Holy Spirit-inspired scriptures is what we were, are called to give glory to, to accept as, as the word of the eternal God. And we are told of Christ humbling himself to the point of death, that he was raised, and he sits at the right hand of the Father in glory to God alone. And we're taught that justification is by faith alone to the glory of God alone. Solo Dea Gloria, therefore, is central to our Christian faith, central to the faith that we believe in. And uh, our life is to be a goal, and our goal is to always, through our life, give God glory. As uh, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, whether you eat or drink, whether you do, do all, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So the chief purpose of human life is glorifying God. Glorifying God. We as believers are called to do whatever we do to the glory of God. We are to use our gifts to serve one another and serve God. I like how Peter puts it in his first letter, chapter 4, verses 10 to 11. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Are you able to do that, Lyle? Some days? Oh, okay. Work harder at it. <laughs> Peter goes on to say, whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Well, we hear about the glorification of God not only in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament. The prophets of old, that's what they did when they brought the messages from God. They were glorifying God in everything they do. And they wanted the people to get that. And they wanted the people to, to understand that that is their sole purpose. One of those prophets that really stressed the importance of glorifying God was Isaiah. And the reason is, he gives us a reason for that. And it's a, a short verse, a couple verses here. 
in uh, Isaiah 48, and it's verses 9 to 11. And, and this is God speaking through, through Isaiah. Uh, For my namesake, I defer my anger. That's God speaking. For the sake of my praise, I restrain it for you, so that I may not cut you off. So I have refined you, but not like silver. I have tested you in the furnace of adversity. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do it. For why should my name be profaned? My glory I will not give to another. God choosing the people he wants to glorify his name. And through the work of the apostles set in motion by Jesus Christ, we have become those chosen by God to glorify his name. And Paul, he speaks strongly about that when he writes his letter to the Corinthians, writing to the churches to be wise and noble beyond all human standards. And that God is above all and for all. And it's nothing to be boasted about in ourselves, but boasted about in God giving him glory. In Ephesians, he explains the the eternal purpose of salvation. Since before the creation of the world, we are, the whole creation has been given over to glorify God. Glorify the grace of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God. When he writes in Romans, he asserts that God's act of mercy as well as of his judgment bring him glory. That the judgment that God has placed on the human race, he is being glorified. And he concludes in Romans with these words, For from him and through him and to him all are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Well, today Christianity is being attacked and sadly to say eroded. And the attack is coming from our culture, our society. And the the attack is is caused by individualism and self-determination that is being being talked about and stressed in humanity today. Self. Looking to oneself for power and glory. And sadly, it's infiltrating into the church as well. And as followers of Christ, we must be on guard against that. That self-individualism that is entering the Christian church as a strong heresy, to use theological word. Yes, 
as products of a modern culture, the 21st century Christians are prone to self-centered line of thinking. And we see it in our theology worship, how it's becoming self-centered and not God-centered. We can come to view church, church life as an avenue for self-improvement rather than for honoring and praising our Lord and our God. To counteract this tendency, the Apostle Paul gave the church a simple but all-encompassing command. And I already shared it with you. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God, including worship. And that's why we are here. It's to give glory to God, not to seek some help, some special favor from God but this to give all glory and honor to God, to worship Him and place Him in the center of our lives. Yes, we're called to glorify God. And Paul puts it so eloquently in our second reading this morning, and I think I need to... Read it once more. And listen. Listen clearly to this message that, that Paul is giving to the church, to us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Just as he chose us in Christ. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. His own will he has chosen us through Christ. To the praise of his gracious glory, grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. Do we deserve the grace of God? No, we don't. But he lavishes it on us, Paul says, because of his grace. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplished all things 
according to his counsel and will, so that we, who are the first to set our hope on Christ, may live for the praise of his glory, glory alone for God. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. So what are the five solaces about? That God accept us by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone, all working and conspiring to the glory of God alone. Let us pray. Gracious God. Hey, thanks for listening today. May you know you are loved, you belong, and have a great week. God bless.